Hi, Roger Hill of Radio Vermont. Let's discuss wind. Wind is caused by uneven heating of the Earth's surface by the sun. Because the Earth's surface is made up of different types of land and water, it absorbs the sun's heat at different rates. Gases move from high-pressure areas to low-pressure areas. And the bigger the difference between the pressures, the faster the air will move from high-pressure to low-pressure. That rush of air is what we think of and what we experience as wind. When measuring wind as a reference, we think of a northerly wind as a wind that blows in from north to south, or where the wind is coming from. That assigns the direction, not to where the wind is blowing to. Winds in the upper levels of the atmosphere will blow clockwise and around areas of higher pressure, and counterclockwise around areas of lower pressure in the northern hemisphere. The speed of the wind is determined by the pressure gradient. The winds are stronger in the regions where the isobars are closest together. The four major prevailing wind systems are the polar and tropical easterlies, the prevailing westerlies, and the intertropical convergence zone, otherwise known as the ITCZ. These are also distinct wind belts. There are other types of prevailing wind belts. They are the trade winds, the doldrums, or the absence of wind, and the horse latitudes, also an absence of wind. These are the prevailing winds, occurring most of the time with some exceptions. Anabatic winds are upslope winds driven by warmer surface temperatures on a mountain slope than the surrounding air column. Catabatic winds are its opposite. They are downslope winds created when the mountain's surface is colder than the surrounding air and creates a downsloping wind. Catabatic wind or gravity wind is a wind flow that blows down a slope because of gravity. It occurs at night especially when the highlands radiate heat and are cooled off. That cooler air then follows the contours of the terrain spilling like water in a river or a stream down onto the valley floors. This particular wind is also called a land breeze or a mountain wind, and we experience this here in Vermont pretty much every night. Dry catabatic winds occur on the lee side of a mountain range situated in the path of lower pressure or a storm system. This occurs across most places of the world with mountainous terrain like here in Vermont. Examples for these descending adiabatically warmed catabatic winds are the Fawn Wind of Bavaria and the Alps, for example. The winds that start out as cold and dry are also called catabatic winds, like the Bora. They result from downslope of gravity flow of cold, dense air. But when we think of catabatic winds, they are most commonly found blowing out from the large and elevated ice sheets of Antarctica and Greenland. The buildup of high-density cold air over the ice sheets and the elevation of the ice sheets brings into play enormous gravitational energy and accompanied by the frigid air sinking at high speeds. What is a land breeze? Well, that's when a local wind system characterized by a flow from land to water occurs late at night. We see this sometimes across Lake Champlain, where the surrounding valleys will blow a little bit of a weak flow into the center of Lake Champlain. Land breezes alternate with sea breezes along coastlines adjacent to large bodies of water. These alternating breezes, much like a valley and a mountain wind away from bodies of water, occur with differential heating. A valley wind occurs during the daylight hours when the sun's differential heating warms hills and mountain slopes, and the wind flows uphill, upslope, anabatically. The wind flow encountering terrain becomes both anabatically upslope and catabatically downslope. Our strongest winds here in Vermont is associated with the pressure gradient, 
where a low-level jet or ribbon of higher velocity winds interact with the terrain. They cause an accelerating wind, making them stronger while traveling downslope. These produce high winds due to the pressure gradient being uneven, but there are many hybrid examples. As we know here in the Northeast United States, ridgelines of mountains get even more wind. Mount Washington, New Hampshire holds the record for directly measured surface winds at 231 miles an hour. But such extremes are mostly found in the higher mountains, especially around 6,000 feet and above, closer to the jet stream. During the summer convection season, when thunderstorms occur, very strong winds can also take place, but on a much smaller scale, and these are associated with atmospheric instability or more of a local level. Straight line wind is a term used to define any thunderstorm wind that is not associated with rotation and is used mainly to differentiate from tornadic winds or a vortice or vortex. A downdraft is a small scale column of air that rapidly sinks toward the ground. A downburst is the general term used to broadly describe macro and microbursts. Downburst is the general term for all localized strong wind events that are caused by strong downdraft within a thunderstorm, while a microburst simply refers to an especially small downburst that is less than 4 kilometers. A macroburst is an outward burst of strong winds at or near the surface with horizontal dimensions larger than 4 kilometers or about 2.5 miles. This occurs when a strong downdraft reaches the surface. To visualize this process, imagine the way water comes out of a faucet and hits the bottom of a sink. The column of water is the downdraft, and the outward spray at the bottom of the sink is a macroburst. A macroburst winds may begin over a small area and then spread out over a much wider area, sometimes producing damage similar to a tornado. Although usually associated with thunderstorms, macrobursts can occur with showers too weak to produce thunder. A microburst is a small concentrated downburst that produces an outward burst of strong winds at or near the surface. Microbursts are small. They're less than 4 kilometers across and they're short-lived, lasting only about 5 to 10 minutes, with maximum speeds sometimes exceeding 100 miles an hour. There are two kinds of microbursts, wet and dry. A wet microburst is accompanied by heavy precipitation at the surface. A dry microburst is common in places like the high plains and intermountain west, and they occur with little to no precipitation reaching the ground. A gust front is the leading edge of rain-cooled air that clashes with warmer thunderstorm inflow. Gust fronts are characterized by a wind shift, a big temperature drop, and gusty winds out ahead of a thunderstorm. Sometimes the winds push up air above them, forming a shelf cloud or a detached roll cloud. A derecho is a widespread, long-lived windstorm that is associated with a band of rapidly moving showers and thunderstorms. A typical derecho consists of numerous microbursts and downbursts and downburst clusters. By definition, the wind damage swath extends more than 240 miles long, about 400 kilometers, and this includes wind gusts of at least 58 miles an hour along most of its length. Then the event may be classified as a derecho. A haboob occurs out in the desert, and this is a wall of dust that is pushed out along the ground from a thunderstorm downdraft at high speeds and typically is along the outflow gust front in desert locations. 
High winds can cause downed trees and power lines, flying debris and building collapses, and lead to power outages, transportation disruptions, damage to buildings and vehicles, and even injury or death. Wind gusts over approximately 40 miles per hour can take down weak tree limbs and trees, and when power outages occur, you can bet that the winds are in excess of 40 miles per hour. The stronger the gusts, the more the damage, and the more power outages that take place. What can a 60 mile per hour wind move? Well, 60 mile per hour winds are likely to cause structural damage. Trees can be uprooted, power lines can be knocked over, poorly constructed mobile homes can be destroyed, and so on. We have probably all heard of a Santa Ana wind. These are winds that occur out in parts of California, especially Southern California. These winds originate from higher pressure over the Great Basin in the interior sections of the West, with low pressure along the coast of California. Winds flow from high pressure to low pressure, and the stronger the gradient or pressure difference between the two, the stronger those winds can be. Chinook winds blow catabatically downsloping off the Rocky Mountains. Chinook is the local native term for snow eater in the high plains and prairies of the U.S. and Canada. Because of compressional heating, as the air descends the slopes, it warms to above freezing and melts the snow, hence snow eater. What can a 75 mile per hour wind move? Well, thunderstorm winds of 60 to 75 miles per hour can overturn unanchored mobile homes. Many are unanchored. They can blow over moving tractor trailers, destroy the average size shed, and rip house roofs right off. Even worse, these winds are capable of downing trees large enough to easily kill a person. It would take at least a 70 mile per hour wind to overcome the force of gravity, and even then, that's assuming the wind keeps pushing on you with your body turned face to it or away from it, not sideways. In Vermont, our strongest winds occur as gradient wind gusts catabatically downsloping typically along the western slopes of the Green Mountains and other adjacent slopes. Occasionally, strong to severe thunderstorm wind gusts can exceed 70 miles per hour here in the Green Mountain State. Roger Hill, Radio Vermont.